Hey guys, it's Claire, uh, recording a new intro to this episode, um, because a lot has happened since Sandra and I recorded it a mere 24 hours ago. Um, Sandra and I recorded on Wednesday, March 11th afternoon, um, and that evening a lot of things really sped up when it came to responses to the uh, COVID crisis that we are experiencing. Uh, the NBA was the first major league to suspend their season. Uh, MLS has followed suit this morning. It's around 12, uh, Thursday, March 12th. Um, they're taking a 30-day break to uh, contain the virus as much as they possibly can. I believe other leagues are following suit. Uh, a lot of NWSL preseason has been canceled. Um, the big Portland preseason invitational that was supposed to happen between March 29th and April 4th has been canceled. I don't think there's any feasible way they can do preseason games in uh, the Seattle area right now. Um, the one thing that is still true as of this moment that could likely no longer be true, I don't know, minutes after posting this episode, is that as of right now, the NWSL season is still scheduled to start on time. Uh, their opening date of around April 18th is still outside that 30-day window that MLS is taking. Um, but that, we don't know. Um, I think we could be in for a rough one with this, and it's also not necessarily uh, the best idea to start a season without a preseason. That's not always the safest thing to do for players. So um, we're expecting announcements from the NWSL soon, uh, and you know we just don't know quite what's gonna happen, but we have to hope for the best. Uh, but we're gonna post this episode anyway. Uh, we talk about preseason roster uh and they're you know they're they're practicing that hasn't changed and we also talk about the tv deal um and that's not going anywhere even if this season ends up being shortened in some way so we're just going to talk about soccer uh we want to bring this to you guys and you know we're just going to keep talking about things like they're happening and as we find out uh maybe that when they're not we will figure out other ways to make content for you guys because uh you know we want to keep doing that for you so you guys stay safe out there. We love you. Wash your hands uh, and enjoy the episode. Hey, hello and welcome to another episode of the Southside Tribe Podcast, the podcast that helps you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl, Sandra. Ready to discuss a number of Chicago Red Stars breaking news, sort of, kind of. Uh, we're recording this episode with some broadcast news that dropped, so we're going to get into the details of that for everybody because everybody's been waiting for that. And we're also going to uh, discuss the preseason that has officially kicked off. The Red Stars have some preseason stuff that's going on, and there's a whole lot to go through. Uh, we had a small, not really hiatus or absence, just we needed to wait for some stuff to drop. We are not here to break the news. We are here to break it down. So I couldn't do that alone. No one could ever do anything alone. So I'm here today with my friend, homie, colleague, Claire Watkins, a.k.a. the Scanner Originator. How you doing today, Claire? Good. There's a lot going on. <laughs> there is. There's a, there is a lot going on. I mean, the way you and I sort of mapped it out, we're like, here's a few very specific points we're going to talk about. but you know, we're definitely going to like layer all those things out for everybody. Um, I definitely want to just sort of preface this episode um, because of some of the things we're going to be speaking about specifically uh, pertaining to preseason type of stuff. Uh, for people who are probably very, very aware with all the news that's going around about the COVID-19 
coronavirus, aka coronavirus. Uh, the league has released a statement essentially saying they are monitoring the situation, um, just as so many other uh, leagues and sports businesses and everything else in the country are also monitoring. So um, we are, our intention is to discuss Chicago Red Stars uh, news and preseason and broadcast deals and stuff like that. But we just want to make it a point that we are aware, just like you are aware. So uh, within this episode, you know, if there's potential for whatever we discuss to potentially change or be irrelevant, that is, you know, could possibly, you know, happen. But we don't have any um, intel on that or anything. We are uh, about as aware of what is going on as you are. Right, so, right. We, I mean, part of the reason, you know, all we can do is acknowledge that we know it's an issue. The league knows it's an issue. Um, anything we say about it at this moment will quickly become irrelevant as news is breaking all the time. Um, but yeah, there's obviously been some gathering control happening in the Pacific Northwest already. Um, that hasn't yet extended to Portland as of this recording. We'll see if that changes. Um, and also as of right now, I think, you know, it just depends on, it depends on a lot of factors. So I think all we can do is just say like, we know we're watching, um, everybody stay safe out there. But, uh, also let's like, let's talk about soccer. Let's act like it's going to happen. You know, let's do it guys. Everybody's yeah. excited about it. You know, on the last episode that we had for you guys, we actually digged into the preseason schedule a bit because that's something that was, uh, announced for the red stars. So, um, at the time of, uh, this recording, you know, they, they've actually got themselves a closed door match against the fall coming up, um, this, this weekend on Sunday, uh, then they're supposed to have a match against, uh, the Badgers, the university, of uh, Wisconsin on uh, March 25th. Uh, obviously the Portland Thorns invitation spring invitational is scheduled uh, to, to take place uh, Sunday, March 29th, all the way through Saturday, April 4th. And then the Red Stars are supposed to close out a, uh, another closed match against Indiana U university on Saturday, April 11th. So a number of things coming up for the Red Stars. So many other teams have kicked off their preseason already uh, throughout NWSL. The players are back. We're seeing some some little content flowing around. We're seeing some some players psyched. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of you follow them already on on their socials. They're they're posting things about being back together and training. And that's honestly that's just so good to see. Doesn't it feel nice to see the whole like squad back together again? It does. I had the thought today that um, <laughs> it feels so weird because we're going to get into this. Chicago has a lot of people in preseason camp right now, so there's like some content, and there are people that I don't recognize and so I'm like oh this feels weird I there are there are people that there are faces I'm gonna have to get used to or even just seeing like Kalia now Watt no longer Ojai um in Chicago Red Stars gear is just like it's a brand it's a it's a lot of familiar faces but lots of new ones too so that's also exciting yeah absolutely I, I'm right there with you it's like not sure if you're a staff or a player, but you're probably a player. And good luck to you. Yeah, uh, because like so, like so many uh, preseason rosters when they drop uh, from some of the teams. Uh, my, I think I believe my my initial reaction before like all the rosters started dropping was just sort of to mention one of my like favorite preseason traditions. And for me, and the red like my favorite like preseason red side traditions are knowing that. Uh, like so many other teams, there's going to be like 30 plus names, right, on a preseason right. roster. And I'm also really excited to see like, you know, the names of some some local kids, um, some Midwest kids who maybe didn't go, I shouldn't say kids, women, women who are like, <laughs> went undrafted, you know, or not selected or have been sort of uh, a part of the Red Stars kind of a larger extension, like 
the reserve squad and stuff like that, just to see their names on there and see what they can do um, and get an experience within, um, you know, sort of a professional uh, precinct. So I'm excited about that. A lot of, you know, your typical, uh, you know, rostered Red Stars, you know, the ones that we have, you know, come to see over the years, you know, you see all your regular names, like your Colapricos, your Nagasatos, et cetera. Uh, but there's a, a trickling of some other uh, players within, within this roster. You know, you always have a mix of the, co- the recent college draft picks, which uh, five of those selections are coming in uh, when we went over those uh, during our draft episode. And uh, obviously some open tryout, you know, slash non-roster invitees are also trickled within um, this roster and then obviously you have your some of your a handful of your federation players who aren't yet reported to camp because they're currently uh, you know playing in the she believes tournament so shout out to Lisa Nair, Julie Ertz, Tanner Davis and Casey Short they're doing their thing and holding it down so uh, you know I know we were looking at this uh, preseason roster by the positions and stuff like that the goalkeepers and defenders and midfields and forwards and I know Claire uh, you and I were both looking at uh, some of the goalkeepers that they were calling in and in specific I think we were looking at Casey Miller yeah so it, it seems like a lot of stuff it, it looks like behind the scenes um, the goalkeeping situation for Chicago it, it's not huge changes but there are some I think so um, Mackenzie Arnold is uh is no longer on the, on the roster. Um, neither is AJ. Um, oh gosh, I'm going to mispronounce her last name. Uh, Jahanzu. She's, she's also, uh, not on the roster anymore. Um, I don't know actually if Chicago ever did a press release about this, but AJ, uh, tore her ACL mid season last year. Um, and I, I think it's probably likely that her playing career is, is, is over. Um, and Mackenzie Arnold, this was also a thing that I'm not sure that everybody knew this. She was only with Chicago on loan from Brisbane. So that was a very short-term contract just until the end of the season to get her some training reps and, and to get Chicago that third keeper that they needed um, after AJ got hurt. So it looks like the two main rostered goalkeepers are the same. It's Alyssa Nair and it's Emily Boyd. But I believe, and I think I saw this uh, reported, Cassie Miller who is former Florida State. She won uh, the national championship with Florida State. She's been playing in Cyprus. I think she's also played for PSV in the Netherlands. She's coming in at the end of the Cyprus season, and I believe she is not a trialist. I think they may have signed her. So I think that we're already looking at the three goalkeepers um, for for Chicago because you need three to train, um, and they're obviously going to need two when Nair's away at the Olympics. So – that was the biggest one to me, which is just some play, some names that you saw not on the roster. And then them going and getting a player who um, has professional experience and, and was a pretty high prospect, actually, when she came out of college. So um, I thought that they did well with that. Yeah, I liked it. It was a name that, that stood out immediately, I think, when that preseason roster hit. And, um, yeah, if we're just piggybacking off of, you know, last season with sort of what we were able to see – and kind of the, the bit of the goalkeeper rotation with the World Cup, with the injury uh, that occurred, sort of seeing the importance, right, of having, you know, making sure that's that's part of that whole Red Stars culture that we hear so much of. Um, you know, it part of uh, having all these players in a preseason is to make sure that there's a sufficient competition, right? Um, the level of competition for maybe regular rostered players, that that's something that they pride themselves on, that they hold 
of great importance um, to make sure that the players are sort of pushing each right. other. And we saw that a bit last year, you know, when we saw the arrival of, of Mackenzie Arnold and um, Summer Boyd was a lot of fun for the mm -hmm. World Cup. <laughs> for the World Cup, she had a lot of uh, dope moments. Um, really wish maybe the, the team could have had her back and scored a couple more goals. <laughs> hey, right? she, I, I keep there. telling myself she was two and three. That's almost 500. That's really good, man. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I was, uh, I was here for it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, Emily Boyd on this podcast. Uh, so we're excited to see uh, another summer of uh, Emily Boyd. And uh, we're excited about uh, Casey Miller, too. For, for the defenders, um, you're going to hear a number in here. There's uh, Cameron Bogalski, Julie Bingham, uh, Ariel uh, Cheverin, Hannah Davison, Tierna Davidson, uh, Sarah Gordon, Julie Lessa, Mary Meehan, Lauren uh, Sedgwick, uh, Kayla Sharples, Casey Shore, and Bianca St. George's. And I believe, again, another name that stood out for you and I was Bianca St. George's on that particular list. Uh, she was a draft pick for the Red Stars coming out of that 2019 draft that saw the arrival of uh, Tierna Davidson, amongst other players. And, uh, you know, Bianca St. George's is a sort of a unique situation because this was a player, player while you and I were covering the team that year, someone who we saw throughout the season, um, you know, right. despite her not being able to play, you know, for the Red Stars. So, uh, she was uh, rehabbing from uh, it was a knee injury at the time. But we saw her arrival to Chicago and her interactions um, and participation with, uh, within the squad and sort of their team dynamic throughout that 2019 season. She was definitely uh, present in uh, a part of that. So I know right. you and I are sort of excited to possibly see what, what could happen for her there. Yeah, and that's another one where, like, even for us, the contract status of all of these players is very muddy and it's not always, you know, disclosed by the teams and, and I don't know exactly what her status was last year but as we understand it she was you know she was drafted by the team and then she she joined the team sometime mid-season but she had a knee injury so she couldn't play um, I don't think there was ever an official announcement of her signing with the team but she was I, I distinctly recall at the championship game she got a silver medal with the rest of the team so I I don't know exactly what she what her status was last year but it seems like this year um again on the roster she's not a trialist she might already be under contract um that doesn't always mean a ton <laughs> but um it seems like she's a player that if she can get healthy Chicago thinks that she has a higher chance of, of contributing right away um than maybe some some of the other players yeah, no, and I, I like to see some of those uh, those draft picks that are on there, you know, the Cameron Bogalski uh, draft pick, the Ariel uh, Chevron uh, draft pick. I know with a player uh, like uh, Ariel, she was drafted with the, with the Red Stars last draft pick and within the fourth round there. And a lot of, uh, a lot of the, the hype around her is that, you know, her versatility is coming into play. So we right. were kind of curious as to where – the Red Stars were sort of going to view her or rate her and it looked like based on this preseason, they've got her listed as a defender. So it's interesting to sort of see what could possibly uh, come out of that. But as always, I'm always excited. I love defense. So I'm excited to see uh, what the defenders are going to be bringing um, out of preseason. For uh, the midfielders, uh, you've got Morgan Bryan, Danny Colaprico, Vanessa DiBernardo, Julie Ertz, uh, Zoe Gorowski, uh, JC Jones, Zoe Morris, uh, Casey Ronan, Ella Stevens, and Ariana Villand. I want to make a note about uh, Zoe Gorowski, just sort of what we saw to her uh, last season. Again, another one of those very uh, versatile players. And we saw her a bit sometimes, uh, whether it was in the mid or kind of at the left back, the outside back position as well. 
Um, so yeah, kind of another Swiss Army Knife type of player that uh, Rory Dames uh, enjoys to have in his arsenal. And I know that um, for us, Zoe Grosky is one of these players to look out for in 2020. Um, we're looking forward to seeing what she can bring to this team. It might be a important year for her. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and the basic thing is just every time I look at this roster, like it's packed it's packed with a lot of really strong talent and they have a lot of people in camp and I think we're likely to see a number of players make the roster I think you're going to see a number of players play in the WPSL team I think you might see some players drift from Chicago's preseason camp to maybe a different team's preseason camp where they have more roles that they need filled Um, I think it makes sense that they're stacked on defense because that's where they need probably the most um, kind of plug and play roles Um, and they're kind of stacked at striker too, because there was a lot of, you know, a lot of trades um, that, that, that brought in new people at, at forward. And so um, just a tough team to make. They're really good. Uh, all the best to everyone. Yeah. Giving it a shot. And, and obviously, you know, um, everything else going on in the world willing, we're exciting to see, we're excited to see some of them uh, play in preseason. Yeah, absolutely. Forwards are rounding out with Sandra Davidson, Mackenzie Doniak, Rachel Hill, Katie Johnson, uh, Brianna Lovera, Alyssa Mott, Savannah McCaskill, Yuki Nagasato, uh, Maddie Pokerny, uh, Zoe Rady, Taylor Timko, and Michelle Vasconcelos and Kalia Watt. So we're excited, like Claire said, to see all these uh, players sort of uh, getting in. Um, we're also really excited, I think, to see the, uh, you know, the name Katie Johnson on that forward list as well. Over the offseason, there were some yeah. Uh, rumors connecting her to you know potentially some some big hitter heavy hitters within the IMX Feminil. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's great to see her return uh, to the Red Stars and her giving it another go with this team. I think it's important as this team is moving forward as they uh, you know lost such a big uh, name and amount of goals in a striker like Sam Kerr to to have a player specifically forward specifically strikers wingers whatever um, who are sort of already ingrained within the Red Stars and sort of have. Uh, an idea of what it means to be a red star and play in terms of different formations within other players on this team. So it was good to see yeah. uh, her on this list. Yeah, for sure. I kept, I, over the off season, you know, I think we all had an eye on, on her and, um, and I didn't ever want to say anything publicly because like NWSL off season makes like fools of us all. So I was just like, well, we'll just wait it out and we'll see. And like, I really hope that she comes back and, and, I am so happy that she's back in camp again. Like I said, we don't know exactly what the final roster is going to be come, you know, season start, but I think that there's potential, especially between her and McCaskill. Those are two very different kind of players that if they can kind of figure out how to play off of each other, because they didn't play at the same time very much last season, there was kind of an either, or if they can figure out how to complement each other's strengths, that would be really really cool and I'm, I'm excited to kind of give see them get a shot at, at pulling that together absolutely good luck to everybody in preseason uh pending any um schedule changes or anything like that I know Claire you and I are excited to um you know cover the yeah. Red Stars over preseason uh, it's an exciting time uh we've missed uh NWSL soccer specifically the Chicago Red Stars so it's good to see all these names out there it's good to see the faces in camps it's good to see them all um, interacting with their new coaches and stuff like that. So um, we're all very, very excited. So hopefully um, moving forward, some of the future content is going to be about some preseason content for you guys. Uh, But some, we're going to segue here into some general 
and WSL News uh, caught us on a good day when we wanted to record this podcast. That's true, yeah. Because the league went ahead and finally announced uh, the broadcast rights deal, which is going to be a partnership between NWSL and CBS. So it's going to be sort of a combination of uh, CBS, CBS Sports Network, CBS All Access, and also Twitch, which I know we are very excited about as well. So for the Red Stars, when we went ahead and um, took a look at sort of the, the news releases that were just flooding all of our inboxes, right, with all of the news uh, breaking it down, it's, it's a three-year deal, multi-year deal, uh, which is always absolutely wonderful to hear, uh, you know, based on that. Something like that sort of guarantees and, um, you know, sees the NWSL through to, you know, that, that decade, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to be here this year, they'll be here next year, and they'll be there for that for that 10th year. So that's a, that's really exciting news just right off the back. And the fact that it's a CBS, right. Uh, sort of a, a network that uh, appears to be really jumping in feet first yeah. into soccer. Uh, right. They, you know, they recently, for people who don't know, uh, they also recently um, are the rights holders to champions league. Uh, so they're getting very into soccer right now. And that is really cool to see them, um, you know, take the the leap uh, with women's professional soccer in NWSL. So that's very, very cool. Um, I know that this also maybe marks a bit of a transition for NWSL. Um, but for me, it's, uh, you know, I think it's an important transition. You know, there was always going to be the moment in which, you know, you have to move forward. And with the sports landscape, with the sports media landscape, that means access to games looks different than what people are traditionally used to. And what people are traditionally used to when it comes to NWSL is getting things for free. Yes. And what happens a lot with other professional sports leagues, ones that have, yes, been around a little bit longer, um, but even other women's leagues like, WNBA, um, there is a sort of the concept of having the access pass or having the, you know, monthly subscription, et cetera, when it comes to having access to games. Um, so I am uh, viewing this deal in a very positive light. I think it's a very important step for NWSL and uh, I'm happy that it's happening basically. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of really, really positive things about this. Um, one being that I think So I think, oh gosh, there's so many. I'm high on this deal. I like it. I don't think ESPN Plus would have been better uh, for a number of reasons. People were very frustrated with the uh, stream broadcast quality last year, whether it was the the color commentary, the play-by-play, the graphics, all of that. ESPN Plus uses the same company that was doing those streams last year for that property. And ESPN is also all in on that property. I'm not sure if the NWSL had done an ESPN deal that they would have been on cable very much at all. It would have probably just been mostly online. And so this gets this gets teams they're going to do big CBS, they've got a season opener, they're doing they're going to um broadcast the championship on big CBS and they also have some flex dates at the end of the season. So don't freak out when you see that there aren't any CBS sports dates after like June, what they're doing, I think probably is seeing what, how the Olympics play out and then figure out which dates they want to put on cable after that. So they're 
all in on this. They're going to keep watching. I think the Twitch deal is also great. I love that CBS is letting this happen. Not only are um, NWSL games completely free to watch internationally, which is going to you know grow that brand, but the thing about Twitch is that it's an interactive space. So there's, you know, there are chats, you can co-stream. It's about building community. And they also are going to be making Twitch content. There's, you know, there's a person at the league whose whole job is to oversee this Twitch partnership. And so that's going to build the digital brand on top of that, the same way that the A&D NWSL media team did when, when that deal was in place. So I think that all of this is really good. And I think that, yes, you know, if you don't have CBS sports as a cable package or through like YouTube or Hulu and CBS all access, are you going to be able to watch every single game? No. Um, are you going to be able to watch many games for absolutely free? Yeah. Like 30 of them. Um, are you going to be able, if you just get all access, you get to watch like 71 games, I think. It's so, so many, many games. games. It's so, <laughs> so many games. Um, and, and the, but, but the one thing I will say is that the other piece of news that came out is that this does change some of the rules about local broadcasts. And as of right now, Chicago does not have a local broadcast deal. And I really, really hope that they're able that, you know, CBS has the vision to allow that to happen because that's not taking anything away from the national viewership. It's just meaning that like bars in Chicago can show the game. It's local access. It's local access. And so I really hope that they're able to figure that out, whether it's with NBC sports or WGN or the U even Uh, you get Chicago sky games on the U. Like I think that I'm hopeful that they're able to figure that out so that people can, can watch it in, in public spaces as well. Yes, I am hopeful of that as well. Uh, shout out to uh, our other friend, homie colleague, uh, Jeremy over at Chicago Tribune. He did yeah. reach out uh, yeah, for a statement. And the Red Stars are actually, you know, they were responsive in saying that that is actually something that they're still uh, looking into and pursuing. Uh, right. It's definitely still on the radar. It's something that obviously they would still uh, like to have happen heading into this season. Um, also, it might not happen right at the jump. Uh, let's just remember that last year when they announced the NBC Sports uh, partnership, it came um, sort of post- uh, announcement and kickoff of the season and everything and right. obviously that was a little bit more easier at the time when things were still sort of being streamed on yahoo sports and stuff like that um so it was a bit easier for them to just sort of feed the same stream locally so hopefully um some cool things can work out yeah uh, maybe in the future that could lead to some you know pub and bar partnerships and stuff right. like that um that's that's the vibe right that that's the that's the overall idea uh so hopefully that can happen but yeah looking at this this broadcast schedule you got 10 home games on cbs all access for the chicago red stars nine away games on cbs all access for the red stars and you've got two home games uh, on twitch and three away games yeah season openers on twitch baby (laughs) we're excited about it we're still wearing claire and i we we when we were hearing sort of the the rumblings in the background prior to everything getting finalized, the T's getting crossed, the, dot, the I's getting dotted, everything getting signed off on, everything that we were hearing sort of on background, uh, you know, was going to be a combination of CBS and Twitch, this, this general, you know, broader partnership um, for, for viewership moving forward. And we were very excited about it. We immediately knew that we were like, well, we got to get a Twitch, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, for real. Southside, Southside Trap. Southside Trap has to get a Twitch, bro. Like, this is happening. So, yeah, please follow us uh, on Twitch if you 
uh, me the link. Uh, we went ahead and uh, tweeted it out on our yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Uh, also, it's like just uh, Southside Trap. It's very easy. Yeah. Uh, you can find us. It's also just another. It's great for us too, as we're kind of building this Patreon thing. That like, there's going to be some Patreon exclusive Twitch content, you guys. So. Follow us on Twitch and subscribe to the Patreon because we're going to figure that out and it's going to be very fun. Um, yeah, I think maybe just the only, the only other thing I want to say as it relates to, unfortunately, the, 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 the COVID-19 situation, which is just, um, I, I, think, I think ticket revenue for everything this summer is going to be affected by this situation and having a multi-year investment by a large television property like that's the difference between living and dying like it's huge and so i think for me for me as as things started getting postponed and getting canceled i was like man it'd be a really good time to announce this tv deal because <laughs> we're gonna need it <laughs> right there with you buddy yeah i know claire and i we uh discussions we've had the interactions that we've had on twitter and stuff like that you know there's there's i think a general you know sort of contained concern right right now because it's different it's different for women's professional sports right you know there was breaking news today that the golden state warriors who play in the nba are going to be the first team in the united states to absolutely hold a game without fans yep you know it's it's different for uh you know, a league like the NBA that's been around for, you know, 50 plus years. They're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. And you feel a little bit differently when you start getting into women's professional leagues, whether that's NWSL or WNBA or the the women's hockey league, stuff like that. It feels a little bit different. It feels a little, there's a different type of concern there other than just, you know, the general main, most important concern, which is player safety, fan safety, staff safety, culture safety, et cetera. Right. Obviously would never make an argument against public health, but it just is a different situation for a league in its eighth year um, than one that's been around um, as long as, as many men's leagues. Exactly. So it felt, it felt particularly nice to have this news drop today. It was like, yes, a commitment, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to make it. It's yeah. there. We're going to make it. There's going to yeah. be access. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be all good. It's going to be dope. And there's multiple ways to still have that access, whether it's through CBS or through Twitch. Like, it was good to have this drop. And again, not to, like, add to any more hysteria. Again, one of my reactions, I was like, wow, the, you know, announcement of a broadcast deal and also the announcement of coronavirus being an actual pandemic. I was I like, know, what a, yeah, what right. a, his, on yeah. the same day, I was like, wow, what a historic a historic day like, i was mostly so just wild. i was just happy for some good news like the tv deal it's just it's just nice to have like oh good things can still happen that's nice um oh yeah you know it is very nice. happened since the last time we podcasted we'd only have to spend like a second on this uh chicago has five allocated players um good stuff that did drop clear yeah know. uh allocated list which as it's come out with all of the depositions and stuff for the lawsuit, I don't know exactly what allocation means anymore. I think you have contract <laughs> allocation. You have non-contract <laughs> allocation. I mean, sorry, guys. One of our girls is on severance. So, like, I don't know <laughs> what this means exactly. But um, <laughs> we were definitely like, oh, those are those are words. Yeah. Those like, are oh, words. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I maybe actually we talked about it last time. I don't remember, but figured it was, you know, 
worth mentioning when we're talking about money. Yeah. I mean, when we talked about the allocated players, uh, it was in a different context. So right. now that we've gotten some new, some new information, uh, the context has changed uh, again. So yeah. Uh, if you guys are interested in following uh, the United States women's national team and their ongoing legal yeah. Uh, legal pursuit against their against their employer, which is the United States Soccer Federation. Um, I'm just going to throw out a shout out to our other friend, homie and colleague, Meg Linehan. Yeah. Uh, at the Athletics, she has been doing the most, um, I'll just say righteous work. Um, mm-hmm. She's definitely been putting in the time and the effort um, to be um, as informative, um, uh, unbiased, uh, and um, most uh sort of consistent i feel in terms of her reporting uh, as far as what's going on right there so that's what we're uh, alluding to when we're uh, referencing some of the new information that's uh, come out um around uh, allocated players and stuff like that so yeah guys a lot of you uh, give us uh, your support uh, via our patreon and we absolutely appreciate that but we're not the only ones um you know if you enjoy your women's soccer contact you know meg is uh, someone else uh who always can use the support over at uh, the athletic yeah. uh, in terms of her uh, soccer, women's soccer specific reporting. So yeah, that was a, that was an eyeful, right? That was an eyeful to sort of see yeah. all that in regards to the allocated players. So there, we went from sort of being like, wow, Chicago Red Stars have five allocated players <laughs> heading into the 2020 season. And then yeah. we went from that to being like, wow, that's not what we thought it meant. Right. So um, all of those money moves that the Red Stars were making for uh, allocation money within NWSL, right, within, you know, league team-to-team trading um, feels even, uh, you know, doper. Now that that you think about it, it's like, wow, you guys are – pretty smart those it's are like if you, moves. if you think it's complicated it's just so even more complicated than you think it is <laughs> and we're just here to tell you that you're correct yeah. you're having complicated feelings about it it's something that we're uh trying to pay our best to pay attention to and uh, as we also get more information hopefully we can um break that all down for you as well so yeah lots of fun stuff that has rolled out uh throughout the league uh for various teams Red Stars uh, specifically, uh, but yeah, this the just to scale it back to the the broadcast deal. Very very excited about it. I'd like to end sort of like as we're ending out this episode, sort of just sort of keep it on the enthusiasm um, for yeah. that for the most part. Um, I'm also really excited about the fact that you know these games that are going to be on CBS Access that are going to be on Switch. I'm so excited when I'm looking at the fact that there's going to be, you know, those 10 home games on CBS All Access and those two home games on Twitch, you know, because Bridgeview, you know, SeatGeek Stadium, that's going to be the home of the Red Stars, baby. Mm -hmm. That's Um, right. You know, the Fire are going – have kicked off their MLS season. They will be having their own um, home opener very soon. Right. Um, And that's going to be at Soldier Field. They have moved back into the city. That's where they are. They're still using. Maybe maybe they'll be having their home opener. Yeah, again, perspective, right? Perspective. (laughs) COVID 19 perspective. (laughs) Um, They're supposed to have their home opener uh, in Soldier Field. That's supposed to be their their new days. That's their new homes. Training wise, they're still hanging out in Bridgeview because Bridgeview and SeatGeek Stadium is a home and like really the only place where there's like sort of professional. As type of soccer training facilities uh, within the city. So they're still hanging out and there's still that sort of um, 
you know, player relationship there between the, the fire squad and, and the Red Stars players. But in, term, in terms of soccer games, in terms of soccer matches that will be taking place mm-hmm. at Seeking Stadium in Bridgeview, you know, that belongs to the Red Stars. Yep. So I'm very, very excited about that. Um, yeah. You know, hopefully we see some cool stuff uh, in, in the stadium and, um, you know, and they really make, uh, they really make this spot uh, there. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all exciting to sort of have that in the back of your mind and know that that's what's happening. And then finally be able to, to pin it all together and pair it all together with sort of this deal and all of the details that have came out of, of this uh, broadcast deal. So we're all very excited about it. Um, if the idea of, you know, having to pay out of pocket for another women soccer thing is something that's teetering more on annoying to you versus something that you're willing to throw you know more cash at you know I get it uh it's a it's a very interesting time you know in all of our lives here presently um and asking you know another financial thing from uh you know a a soccer community a fan base you know can maybe be tight it's tight for everybody especially like in the chaos of maybe what's going on in the news um but if you're looking, I just took a look at maybe some of the uh, sort of the, the streaming options. And if you're just looking at the NWS season as a whole, you know, you're talking April to this year, it's April to November, you know, obviously because of the break and stuff for, for the Olympics. Um, that's about, it looks like it's about 50 bucks if you're just, you know, committing to streaming for those six months. Maybe it's something that you don't want for the whole year. And that's totally cool, right? Um, so that's something that's available. There's something for you guys to, to think about if you're looking for numbers, um, on that. And obviously Twitch is there for that reason. That stuff's going to be free. Um, our friends, uh, at all for 11 have a sort of an easy user guide for Twitch users, for people who aren't uh, too familiar with Twitch, uh, check it out. If you're hearing a lot about Twitch and you're like, I don't know what that means, Sandra. I don't know what that means, Claire. What <laughs> yeah. does that mean? Well, our friends over there have taken care of you and they've got that there. So um, definitely check that out. Uh, follow us on Twitch at Southside Trap. Um, we'll be keeping you all posted in terms of discussion of how we can be giving you um, some Twitch specific related content. So shout out to all our gamers. Um, but yeah, a lot of cool stuff here. It feels so good to be back on the podcast and talking with you, Claire, and speaking with all of our listeners. It's been very, very dope. We miss you guys. We're excited for the season coming up. Claire, I know you've got some uh, cool stuff out there right now on the interwebs, um, some cool stuff that you have written. I'm a big personal fan of your work. Why don't you let the people know uh, what you've been up to and where they can find yourself? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, support the Patreon, honestly. Um, and yeah, kind of like what Sandra was saying, uh, you know, I know everyone's probably feeling a little bit nervous about signing up for stuff, but um, there's, yeah, I've written some stuff there. Uh, and, I, you know, I'm going to be writing intermittently for Equalizer as well. You know, I, I wrote something, I think, about the U.S. Uh, this week, and I'm, I'm planning something else, I think, for next week. So, um you know, follow that support equalizer. Um, and yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at scout Ripley. Um, yeah, that's mostly, it's mostly it, just the usual places, but, um, I like that you mentioned the <laughs> EQZ and the, the U S stuff. Cause really the only thing you guys have to know about she believes 
and the U.S. Uh, women's national team right now is that Julie Ertz is the shit. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> oh, that was the thing I was going to say. That's the thing I was going to say. Like, I, um, so I, I, I keep saying this, that just like how I think we underrated just like how messed up it was that there was no real media presence for the NWSL last year. And first thing today, if you go to the CBS All Access uh, homepage, there's a big picture of Julie Ertz on it in her Chicago jersey um, as they start promoting that part of their brand. And I'm just like, yes, 2020 is the year of Julie Ertz is the face of America's women's soccer. And I'm just like, so here for it. Um, yeah. yeah. Her, uh, her hyped game day faces is a joy to yeah. watch. Yeah. She's been tearing it up. Uh, by the time you guys listen to this episode, uh, it's likely that she believes will have uh, concluded. Right. And uh, they actually have a game tonight as we're currently recording this episode. It's uh, possible that they're going to be lifting that She Believes trophy. So good luck to them. Both to Julie Ertz. Possibly, you know, I don't know if they have like a player of the match or player of the tournament thing for this, but it's probably going to, should <laughs> go should to her. Should be her, yeah, for sure. Yeah, she's, uh, she's been dope. Her or or Chris and Press, or even Alyssa Nair. I like what I've been saying. Yeah, about true. So, she's, um, Nair's having, yeah, yeah. Hope you all have been enjoying that. If you've been uh, taking a look at it, follow uh, Claire online, follow her work, follow the podcast. If you want to follow me and my shenanigans, you can do that at uh, Sandrera underscore. That's H-E-R-R-E-R-A underscore. Uh, you know, but if you don't want to read our work, if you're not into that, uh, you know, please just continue your support of the Patreon and uh, go ahead and give us a uh, you know, a follow and a like at Southside Chat Podcast, a podcast that's to help you stay outside with the Chicago Red Stars. And you can do that on, you know, iTunes. You can do that on Spotify. We're now on Anchor. We're so excited to be true. Um, uh, so you can find our stuff there. Uh, follow us on that new Twitch. Uh, we're so happy to be back, guys. Wash your hands. <laughs> Don't touch your face. Yeah. We'll be back. We'll be back with you hopefully soon with some more pieces of content. <laughs>